Roxana went up to the roof, checked that the protective shine was still working, and fed the chickens. She tried to get her dad on the radio, but there was no response. She thought about getting the bike out again and going to the hospital, but decided that would count as panicking. The Ansaris never panicked. Besides, she couldn't leave Elsa alone with the new boy. Tomorrow, maybe, if Amir still hadn't contacted her, she would say something on her radio show. Something in code. It wasn't like her dad to be incommunicado for so long. She swept her gaze across the blasted rooftops. There was a stiff breeze up here, and the sun was still cheerfully high. It glinted off the twisted remains of an exoprotector that had been taken out by friendly fire. Something was going on. She could feel it in the rhythms of life in the city itself, in the sudden wave of bombings, in her father's silence, in Xavier's arrival with his haunted eyes. It was time for something. Time for change. Crunch time. Time to eat, she said aloud, and stepping over a chicken, she picked a few tomatoes from the pots where she cultivated them and rolled them up in the bottom of her t-shirt. Then she climbed down from the roof. She went into the tiny staff kitchen, took the simmering pot off the camp burner with its can of sterno, and tried to think of something interesting to do with pinto beans that she hadn't already done fifty times. The last time Sam Ghost Money Power had been in town, he traded her a huge bag of them in exchange for cash, and they seemed to be lasting forever. Roxana was an imaginative cook, but even she had her limits. Hmm, she muttered. Maybe Prince of the Sea instead. I should write a cookbook for disaster survivors. Roxana's 17 Ways to Make Tuna Fish Interesting. Chapter 1. Tuna Tastes Better Than Your Dead Uncle's Thigh Bone. She pictured the kitchen in her house, with its central island and all the copper cookware hanging from hooks overhead. The clusters of fresh garlic, the herbs growing in the windowsill, her mother singing along to Private Dancer and giving Roxana a little red wine when she made chicken oyas or to Baudienne. Mitch had had a whole shelf of dog-eared cookbooks over the sink, but she never cooked from recipes. They're just to give you ideas, she told Roxana. Anything else and they become crutches. Never follow recipes and never measure if you can help it. That way, you have to pay attention. After Mitch went into the hospital, Roxana had done all the cooking herself. She hadn't minded that her father was too nervous to eat more than a few bites of anything she'd prepared. Cooking had been Roxana's way of staying connected to Mitch. After her dad had disappeared into his study, Roxana would have her friends over and they'd rhapsodize about her onion and lemon sauce while Missy Elliott played on the integrated kitchen speakers. Her friends' mothers had fed them on Boston chicken and Tex-Mex and microwave cuisine. But Roxana was Mitchell Ansari's daughter, and she could make a sublime banana glacé blindfold. In those days, Irina had stayed out of the kitchen, except to clean. Roxana liked it that way. Somewhere down in Roxana's brain, maybe she was afraid Irina would end up in her father's bed. Dad's reassurances that he didn't much care for Irina didn't seem significant in light of the maid's perfect figure and sexy Ukrainian accent. And Irina always seemed to be looking around the house with an expression that said, This should all be mine. Dad said that Mitch had hired Irina, and it would be up to Mitch to fire her when Mitch got better. 
This was supposed to make Roxana feel hope about her mother's condition, but Mitch had brought Roxana up to be a practical girl. She wasn't falling for that crap. Now Roxana started chopping onions. She'd make some tortillas. Deeply unadventurous, she thought. But she wasn't feeling right. The kid, Xavier, had unnerved her. His face was haunted. It was the way kids had looked when the blink first happened, before the shiny adults had become a fact of life. In two years, Roxana had grown accustomed to a lot. Xavier, living out on the ranch, obviously had not. Just looking at him reminded her of the early days of the fall. Before her dad had started the red line, before the fix started working and the beacons went up, before the help meets, when shit really had been 101% scary. It was like things had come full circle.